Before we begin, if you like what you hear on the Tin and J-Man Show, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We encourage you to interact with us and keep up to date with the Tin and J-Man Show on social media by liking our Facebook page and following us on Twitter and Instagram at Tin and J-Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of the Tin and J-Man Show with your hosts, Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Mont. Good evening, Tan and J-Man Show Nation, or it could be good morning if you're listening to the podcast the next day, good night if you're listening, whatever. Tanner Lee, Josh the J-Man Mont, back for episode 183 of the Tan and J-Man Show. How are you doing tonight, J-Man? Not too shabby. How are you doing? That's better than the opposite. Yes, sir. Yeah. Hanging in there, staying healthy. Staying alive. Staying yes. alive. Yes, that's always a good thing. That's always a good thing. Uh, last dance is over. Sadly. What are you going to do now? Um, well, we have a couple more documentaries coming out. Lance Armstrong, uh, the first episode of his documentary That's, airs uh, on Sunday. two weeks in a row, right? Yeah, I think it's the 24th and 31st. Is there 31 days in May? I think yeah. there are. Oh. Um, so I'll probably tune into that. I might See, I'm not going to be like watching it live, probably. I'll probably just record it and watch it later. Um, so it's not something that I'm super looking forward to, but hopefully we get sports back here soon. Well, it looks like there's some good movement that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we do we do have some sports back. NASCAR was back live yesterday. Sports that I care about. Oh, I want go. them there, to come back. <laughs> yeah, technically sports are back, so you have to kiss a goat. Um, I say it was kind of a uh, tongue-in-cheek uh, moment there um but Tanner takes things literal yes i have to um, when it comes to you because it's fun yeah i i'm not gonna kiss a goat um on the buttocks um so uh and it won't stop you from making out just outlandish uh no it, it will not claims and takes yeah i'll say it uh i even said i've i forget oh it was that thing you shared we had a thing um, it was like a schedule thing when the NFL schedule was supposed to release. And they had like two games, the two Monday night games. And one of them was the Dolphins playing the 49ers that first Monday night. And I said, oh, yeah. I um, that. <laughs> if that's real, I will eat a shoe. <laughs> then I said, the shoe has to be made of chicken and topped with a marinara and Parmesan. And you said I had to cook it. And I'm like, you don't and want Tanner that. Tanner had to cook it. Um, you don't want that. Unfortunately, it wasn't real, so I don't get uh, chicken parm out of it. But. Yeah, there were so many false um, leaks out of the NFL schedule. It's usually the leaks are pretty accurate. Got to look for that blue check mark. Well, yeah. Although the leaks rarely come from blue say, check marks. The leaks are usually ones that aren't verified, but because uh, it was that big rumor that, um, and we're getting way off tangent here, but I really don't care. Uh, it was that big rumor that, they were all going to play AFC and NFC. Were going to play the first four weeks. Yes. That kind of threw everything off, and it ended up being not true. Correct? No, no correct. Because uh, yeah, because who the Dolphins open up with? New England. Yeah, in in division opponent, nonetheless. So correct. Yeah, and the Broncos open up with the Titans, and I don't think anybody. I don't think any cross conferences play that early i could be wrong about that but bears play the no bears do not play the texans texans chiefs play yeah well, open the um, opener yeah we talked about the schedule a few last, last week last week and i already forget that's yeah, uh that's typical kind of forgettable thing who's the tan and j man show sponsored by their t-dog well, for everybody who doesn't already know hasn't heard uh 
it's sponsored by the damn landing. I almost just went right into the read. But uh, whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the damn landing is the place to be. The damn landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle that focuses on freshness and quality. Of course, they got the damn smoke right now, which features barbecue, uh, especially the ribs and steaks. And it's available on the weekends only, so you want to be sure to uh, call in ahead and reserve those if, if you want that. In addition, you can wash down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking them fantastic views of Lake Mansell and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, which is open right now. So whether it be by boat or by wheels, the Dame Landing is the place to be. Located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester, you can call them at 574-223-8950, and the dining room is It is open. open. <laughs> Limited dining uh, is available right now. Uh, numerous changes have been made in order to comply with uh, COVID-19 regulations. Uh, half the tables and seating have been removed. There will be no seating at the bar. A party maximum uh, will be six people. Uh, there will be no moving of tables or chairs. Uh, customers waiting for carryout or a table will be asked to wait in their cars. Um, and, of course, if you are not feeling well, stay home. Yeah. And they will not be accepting reservations either. Yep. At this time. Ready to hear some uh, birdie bogey? Sure. I'm ready to probably miss it, but I do, I'm ready. I do not have a last dance question tonight. Which I am surprised because I thought um, you would finish it off. No, I f- saw this question a few weeks ago. and so it must I be a pretty good one. Had to screenshot it. It's an NFL question. You're uh, pretty good at NFL trivia. Yeah, it's I'd, probably uh, the say. best category, probably. 33 players in NFL hif- history have crossed the 2,150 total yard threshold in a season. So that's like running back wide yep. receiver. Yep. Five have done it multiple times. Can you name, I'm going to say four of them, and they are all running backs. Okay. The the five players that have done it. So 33, so five players have uh, crossed the 2,150 total yard threshold in a season multiple times. So five running backs have combined either rushing and receiving yards. Combined to go for over 2,150 total yards. All right. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC, fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, Noble Gnome LLC. You said they uh, sold out of their uh, vegetables. Yeah, they were at the uh, Kosciuszko County County. Farmer's Market, and they sold out on Saturday. Uh, Bryce said he just didn't take enough, so he'll be more prepared this weekend. And they will have lettuce heads, salad mix, radishes, carrots, kale, rhubarb, and asparagus. That'll be in their box, CSA box. Get your veggies. Yes, sir. Good time for them. All right, ready for some on this day? Let's hear it. Ready to learn some things. On this day in 1912, the A's beat the Tigers 24-2. to The Tigers were using amateurs protesting Ty Cobb's suspension. Ah, wonder what Cobb got suspended for. I don't know. I wish it would say that on here, but Um, it doesn't. I've mentioned it multiple times, but he is known as one of the meanest players to ever play baseball. Look at at his picture here. He just doesn't look like a nice guy. He looks pretty timid. Incredibly unlikable guy. On this day, 1933, the first Major League All-Star game was announced for July 6th at Comiskey Park. 
it uh, ended up being played as part of the Chicago World's Fair. Ty Cobb attacked a fan. In 1912 and was suspended, leading to a strike by his teammates. That, that would be a good uh, reason for suspension. He, uh, he fought a handicapped heckler. Wow. That's pretty low. I'm telling you, he was just He's a, bad, a bad, man. bad person. And not in like the David West bad man type. He's just a bad human being. He's just awful. On this day, 1956, Mickey Mantle, pretty good baseball player. Not bad. He had a home run from both sides of the plate for a record third time. Wow. In the same game, I remember Mark Bellhorn did it for the yep. Cubs once. He might have done it the same inning. I don't think he did, but uh, he might have. On this day, 1968, Al Kaline hits his 307th home run, surpassing Hank Greensburg, Greenberg as a Tiger. Al Kaline was pretty good. Did you say Al Kaline? Mm-hmm. On this day in 1971, the fourth ABA championship was held. It saw the Utah Stars beat the Kentucky Colonels four games to three. I was going to say, I thought that was a Utah Stars uh, victory that year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you did a good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Not a lot of good ones today at all. Here's a good one. On this day, 1990, Cubs' Ryan Sandberg in second base second baseman record 123 airless game streak. Do you know who has it now? No. At least last uh, I knew. I don't know if anyone's passed it. But uh, Darwin Barney uh, did it for the Cubs in <laughs> 2012 uh, or 13. I don't remember which year. Um, but he had it. I don't know if somebody's done it since. Uh, he he did almost a full season. And the air he had was because Rizzo couldn't dig a ball out of the dirt. Um, and it was a pretty easy dig. And Rizzo. So it wasn't even his fault. Somehow. No, it really wasn't. Um, and Rizzo is probably the best defensive first baseman in baseball, so it's kind of shocking he didn't do it. But uh, Barney at least tied it, I know. On this day in 2004, the Arizona Diamondbacks' Randy Johnson became the 16th player to throw a perfect game. He did it against the Braves in a 2 to nothing victory. He's also the oldest pitcher ever at 40 years old. He's a pretty good one. <laughs> Not bad. He is uh, 6'10". <laughs> Um, have you ever seen the highlights of that all-star game when John Cruck was hitting oh, yeah. against him? That was a 93. He threw it over his head like three times in a row, and Cruck just had no shot. That was a 1993. Yeah. I would have been petrified. Yeah. Randy Johnson's real into ph- photography, too. And, like, he is photog- photogged? Photograph- <laughs> photographed. Um, you could have pro- said take your pictures pro- of. <laughs> professionally. <laughs> He also killed a bird with a pitch one time. <laughs> this is definitely going to be a success. Uh, <laughs> uh, to wrap up on this day, on, the, on this day in 2008, the NHL Eastern Conference Finals were played. Uh, the Penguins beat the Flyers, so it was an all Pennsylvania uh, Eastern Conference no, Final. No Four trivia for me. Nah, I was trying to. Come up with a by new NHL, you didn't stand a chance. <clears throat> I might have said the Penguins, though. Yeah, that's a good guess. Flyers, maybe not so much. Um, that That's really all I got. Um, a lot of Preakness trivia, but or facts. but Of, of those three um, races, the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and the other one. With, <laughs> Belmont Stakes. Which is the Belmont Stakes. Um, which one between... The Belmont Stakes and the Preakness, do you think, would be like the third? 
Like which one's the least important? The well, I, I know they're all important, but but which one's like the least talked about? Probably the Preakness, right? Because it's the middle one. Is that the middle one? I don't, I don't know horse racing. <laughs> sorry, sorry for bringing it up. I would say so. the second and third are pretty equal. I would, yeah. well, the third one's especially if only a, important if the horse, horse wins, wins the Derby two, and then the second, the first one. two. Correct. If not, it's okay. Whoop de do. But they're um, different tracks. One one of a, one of those other two, the Belmont Preakness, one of them's really really long, so the horse has to be in really really good shape, conditioning. Most horses are Endurance. in pretty good shape if they are better than their competition. Yes, we are getting way off topic it's talking t- about it's topics tough. we don't know anything about. It's tough. That's what. That's why I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> uh, and the uh, on the stage segment is brought to you by Proforma Prince House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Performa Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response for all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company. Give them a call today at 574-210-3815 and see what they can do for you. Since I will not be having, well, could I have? Do we have sports this weekend? NASCAR. So since I will not be having a book of prediction and a, a big golf match on Sunday, Tiger Woods and uh, Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady and uh, Phil Mickelson. This will be the J Man's book it prediction of the week. Give me a Tiger Woods and uh, is he playing with Peyton? Yep. Um, to win that one. Peyton's better than Tom. And Tiger's better, better than Phil. Phil so so uh, I'm surprised they matched those two up together then. Uh, Tiger and uh, Peyton are good buddies. And it's probably uh, the Nike uh, sponsorship. And uh, I didn't know Peyton had sponsorships. He might not be a Nike. Well, played it. Well, yeah, I don't know. NFL doesn't really matter nearly yeah, as much. Yeah, not now. They're Nike. <laughs> Brady's still an active NFL player, I guess. But I don't know. But the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. Life, home, auto, renters, business, workers, comp, and farm. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Pretty sure he said he wanted you to kind of promote some things this week, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I got to pull up his Facebook. Um, Give me a minute. He's got a a package here. Sorry, I should have had this ready. You should have. I'm disappointed in you. Well, you remind me of something I forgot. You're so. fired. Uh, let's see here. Yes, uh, Indiana Farm Bureau has a uh, new, brand new auto discount. Uh, it's a auto policy plus life policy. So contact Travis to see if you'd be eligible for the new auto discount. 219-869-4561. Says we're excited to introduce a new auto plus life discount to our clients like you who carry both an eligible personal auto policy and life insurance policy with our company. Since you have a qualifying life insurance policy, the appropriate discount has already been applied to your auto policy. In addition to the life plus auto plus life discount, there are even more ways to save. Talk to Travis or visit infb.com backslash auto dash life to learn more. Cool. All right, uh, now that we're all cup speed on that, my dad contributed a few topics of discussion for us. This is the first time 
I've opened up the uh, envelope. Well, actually, I opened the envelope before the show, but I did not take the contents out of the package. So this is the first time the J-Man or I have seen these. All right, do you just want to go? Uh, I assume they're the same paper. Mine says best professional. Yes, yes, they're the same. You want to just go down the list and hit them all? Let's do it. First question. Best professional athlete never to win a title. And he put uh, Barry Bonds, question mark, Dan Marino, question mark, Carl Malone, question mark, Ted Williams, question mark, someone else, question mark. That's a really good question. That's a great question. Barry Bonds. Ooh. He's the greatest hitter of all time. Uh, Ted Williams is way up there, too. Um, but what Bonds did isn't just insane. Um, he almost won one. Uh, with <clears throat> with the Giants, they lost in seven to the Angels. But uh, give me give me Barry Bonds. Uh, you threw curveball to me there because you're wearing your Dolphins green. I, thought, I am. I thought I thought it was Dan the Man. Even if you didn't really believe it, I no. thought I was going with Dan the Man. Um, Dan Marino was an elite Hall of Fame quarterback, obviously, but uh, I don't think he was as good at his craft as Barry Bonds was. At did Bonds one. only play in one World Series, or did he play in two? Did he play? Um, Pittsburgh didn't make one, right? When he was no, there? they okay, came so close. They, one uh, they went to the um, NLCS a couple times, I think. So he played in the one so. against the Angels when uh, really Pittsburgh <coughs> or Pittsburgh really as San Francisco probably should have won that. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a really good World Series. Um, it's really now that I'm thinking about it, Bonds and Ted Williams are a coin flip. But uh, give me Bonds just because he has the home run. I'm record. trying to think of anybody else who could be in that conversation. Carl Malone's a good one. Um, yeah, a but a darn good NBA player. I'd put him fourth on the list. Yeah, out of these guys, I'm just thinking. Even in NBA, I'm trying to think of other guys to put up there with Carl Malone. Um, man, mm. I, I can't think real good off the top of my head on the spot. Patrick Ewing. Yeah, that was a good one. Give me Carl over Pat, though. Yeah, Gary Payton, but they're not in the, 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 in the league of the other two guys. Yeah, I'd say Barry Bonds. Out of these four, I can't, I can't even think of anybody else. Next question. What current athletes are not living up to all the hype that was thrown at them? Bryce Harper, question mark, Baker Mayfield, OBJ, Lonzo Ball, or someone else? That is also a very good question. I think Bryce um, Harper's had a pretty good career. So far. Yeah, he's won an MVP. I mean, maybe not. He hadn't reached the heights he was hyped up to be. But Which, really, the hype wasn't fair for an eight. He was 14, 15 yeah. years old when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Um, I mean, you can definitely make a case for Harper, uh, but I don't think he'd be my choice. Uh, Baker's only been in the league two years. I think we need to give him a little more time. Um, Ooh, Ken Griffey Jr. is a good baseball player, too, that never won a title. That is a good one. He's not Bonds level, no offense to the red You're going to make a couple people mad, though. Mariners fan. But no, you're right. He's no Bonds. Um, OBJ's really good, but he's kind of turned into a cancer in the locker room Baker's a little bit. Baker's too young still. I mean, yet, we yeah. haven't seen the sample size yet. Uh, Lonzo's a good – that's an interesting one. He hasn't been nearly as good for being – was he the number one overall pick? Number two. Number two overall pick. Um, I never thought he was going to be that good, though, as a pro. So It was mainly LeVar's fault yeah. that now his he's even – brother might be the number one draft pick this year. Thinking and his brother's better is what I've kind of read. Which he was a joke uh, like three years ago. Or making a joke of himself trying to play in Europe. Just being – yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he's like 6'8", point guard now. And Lonzo – 
Lonzo was really good at UCLA, but uh, there's got to be somebody else on this list or somebody else that most hyped uh, that have not lived up to the hype. I want to say like Cam Newton, but he won an MVP. He won an MVP and got his team to the Super Bowl. Um, Mike Vick definitely didn't live up to the hype no. he had surrounding him. He had a few good years, but he yeah he wasn't that great of a quarterback. I think baseball. I'm trying to think NBA. But, man, that's a good question. Uh, Darko Milicic. Well, I, I, well, that was I, – yeah, I don't – If we can do that all day yeah. long, I mean, you can go with Ryan Leaf and Tim Couch and <laughs> yeah. start throwing guys like that out there. But um, – That's a good question. Out of these guys, I would say – I would uh, say Lonzo. I'm going to say LBJ because I didn't even put Lonzo really in the category with the others. Well – I mean, OBJ's had some great years. He's just kind of a head case anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Alonzo just for the sake of being different. Oh, how about Johnny Manziel was another one that didn't live That's up to the hype. That's a good one. Of course, he's not active either. Sure. And, and really, he went, what, 22nd, 24th overall. Yeah. Um, but he had so much hype just because he won a Heisman. Yeah, which that definitely uh, uh, goes into the hype effect for a lot of these guys. Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm, I was staying away from it. My dad will text me right away if I say something about uh, Carson Wentz, so I'm staying away from it. Uh, that's a good question, though. Yeah, it is. Number three, who is the best game analyst on TV? Tony Romo, Kirk Herbstreet, A-Rod, Jeff Van Gundy, Jay Billis, Faldo. Is that Nick Faldo? Yeah. That's, and other. Some of these names are going to make some of our listeners very angry that they're even on mentioned on this <laughs> list. But uh, I'm God. I love Romo. I think he's really good. You like Romo. Um, I know you're not going to go that direction. but I think Romo is really good, just talks too much, and he's not worth, what, do you get, $18 million? Oh, yeah, he's not worth No, no one announcer is. is. No but, one is. Hey, if you can play your cards and get the um, money, get yours. Big fan of Herb Street. Yeah, he's good. Does a good job. Really dislike A-Rod. Uh, don't like the NBA enough or watch the NBA enough to have an opinion on Van Gunny or Faldo. I don't like Billis anymore. I did it one um, time, but. I really like Jay Billis. I'm not a fan of his. Uh, but give me of the, these are just national guys because I could easily go Jim Deshays, <laughs> Cubs guy. For those that don't know, um, I like how you chuckled after you say that. <laughs> uh, give me. I hate John Smoltz, so I'm glad that wasn't even an option. How about Joe Buck? Um, I, Joe Buck's all right. Uh, <laughs> I Aikman. I do I do not like Aikman. Uh, at all i love lewis reddick and i hope he gets the monday night football job um but give me herb street out of those guys i think he does a great job job. um doing the saturday night games fowler does a good job with them yeah um they're probably my favorite national tandem i wouldn't mind those two getting to monday night but i i really like chris collinsworth too um i used growing on me i used to not like him at all uh but him and al uh, do a great job together. But still give me Herb I'm glad Dan Fouts isn't on this list. I think he, Iron Eagle's really good, though, and I think they dumped they replaced, Fouts and they, for Charles Davis. Is Charles Davis, and I like Charles yeah. Davis as well, so, so that's a good one. Uh, got a comment here that says Steve Stone. I hate Steve Stone. Um, just because he's I, – I, I don't actually hate Steve Stone. I like him a lot more now that he's not with – think he's with, good as his job? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I like him more now that How he's about, not uh, with Br- – Brenneman Br- – Thom, um, who who spells Tom that way? T H O M. So that's a no. Marty, um, I like Steve Stone. 
now that he's not with Hawk Hawk Harrelson, Hulk <laughs> Hawk Harrelson, um, I like Jason Benetti a lot with him. Uh, so yeah, Steve Stone's a good one, but I wouldn't say he's a national guy. He's local, but uh, it's a good question as well. These are really good questions. Yeah, they are. He comes up with a lot better questions than we do. Yes, he does. Biggest rule change we'd like to see in sports: DH for all of baseball. Have one and one foul shots in the NBA. God, they didn't have one-on-one. Uh, <laughs> less timeouts in college basketball. They've already cut those down, but I would like to see less TV timeouts. Every college football team has to play a non-conference Ooh, road game. Like that that is a really good one. Maximum 15-yard pass interference like penalty for pro football. Change college football overtime rules. Pitcher has 15 seconds to pitch once he gets the ball. Or something else. I Those like a few all. of these. I think DH for all of baseball is going to happen definitely this year. Yep. And I think it's going to just carry over. I agree with you. Going forward. Nobody pays to watch the pitcher um, hit. Pitchers hit a combined like 109, a collective 109. Uh, they don't bunt very well because pitchers are getting harder to bunt against anymore. Uh, so they it's a pointless. It's an auto out. One-on-one foul shots. I don't care about them being No. Less timeouts in college basketball. Um, I would like to see maybe one TV timeout. Get maybe go like the under fourteen, under six, and then you have the or maybe three TV timeouts instead of. Well, there is no. There's four TV timeouts, aren't there? In a college basketball game in each half. Um, Sean Shriver saying no DH with about ten exclamation. <laughs> I know he's really proponent on the pitchers hitting. It's it's time for them to uh, not let pitchers hit anymore. Sorry if that offends anyone. I agree, anyone. too. Because I've, I've had people go at me on Twitter before because um, I am a big proponent for the DH and for the, the National most part, League. you're a baseball traditionalist. So. Yeah, and, I mean, my team has been in the National yeah. League for years. Yep. But uh, yep. I can't watch Jose Quintana hit .067 another season. I like the football <laughs> ones on here. I think it would be interesting to have every college football team play a non-conference road game. That would be interesting. I love that one because um, teams play cupcakes. You mean Ohio State plays cupcakes? Alabama uh, plays cupcakes? They don't play nearly as bad at cupcakes as, say, in Indiana. You're no right. Offense. You're right. You're right. <laughs> or, or in Illinois. Illinois in, has in, a in cupcake In Alabama, usually schedule. gets in a neutral game like week yes. one. But so, and Ohio State's played like Oklahoma. They are going to – well, um, they're supposed to go to Oregon this year. We'll see if that happens or not. Yeah, um, but I like that one. But it, the fifteen-yard pass interference. Yeah, it's time to yep. change that. I think that needs to be like colleges, mm-hmm. and colleges targeting ejection rule needs to be like the NFLs. Agreed. Uh, you get two of them, and then yeah. you're because that can down. cost you the game either way. I've seen. I remember awful Broncos team two thousand ten had the game one fourth down and. Guy pass interference against the Jets at the 10-yard line. <laughs> they get the ball clear down there, Jets score, and Broncos lose. And they got rid of the pass interference reviews yeah, so. going forward. Um, I mean, you could have really bad underthrows result in like a 50-yard play I mean, because they, of They got rid the of the rule. face mask rule a few years ago where it was a 5-yard or 15-yard penalty, mm-hmm. completely 15 yards. That's what they need to do. Um, the- also, another rule I would like to throw out there, if somebody fumbles it, out of the back of the end zone, it's not a touchback. It just goes back to where, where it was. the uh, ball was fumbled. What if it fumbles hits a pile on? Same thing. Okay. Um, because teams are punished for trying to score, score essentially. Re- reach the ball out and it gets hit and it goes out the back of the end zone. If the defensive team can't recover it and it goes out the end zone, then 
ball goes back to the I have spot no problem with college overtime, football overtime rules. I'm, I have more problem with the NFL overtime rules than I do college. You know, I, I agree with you. I used to have a problem Which with college football. Which that's what football. Thad, Mooney, Thad Mooney said NFL overtime scoring. Overtime rules. But uh, if a team scores a touchdown in the NFL, I want another team to go down and have a chance, just like in uh, college football. So uh, another really good question. We've had this question before, and we've answered it. Um, but what is your all-time favorite sports movie? Rocky, The Blind Side, North Dallas 40, Hoosiers, Breaking Away, others. Never heard of Breaking Away. I haven't either. I'm guessing that's a track movie, maybe? It could be. Oh, yeah, I would think that would Breaking make sense. Away. Or... Uh, I started to watch North Dallas 40, and that was too seen that. 1970s for me. <laughs> I had to turn it off. Mine's I Remember Titans. It's my favorite movie. So um, I will say The Sandlot. It's yeah, a nostalgic good. thing for me. I'd rent it from the library like three times a week when I was a kid. That, Rookie of the Year, or Angels in the Outfield, those were the three I watched. So I will say uh, the Sandlot. What is the worst? Well, his, uh, on the air, The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh, never seen it. Ru- <laughs> Rudy. Ru- Rudy, I actually own that one. <laughs> Caddyshack 2, terrible. Blades of Glory, pretty bad. You know, or other. Um, huh. I've heard Trouble with the Curve, the Clint Eastwood movie. I didn't mind that one. Is awful if you're mind like a big baseball fan, but I've never seen it, so uh, I can't. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but I didn't think it was awful. Um, it's so tough to get like baseball movies. It, it's so tough to get actors to actually look like athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movies that do usually are pretty dang good. Well, Rudy's was well, Rudy was offsides. Um. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm gonna go Caddyshack too. I just I love the first one so much. I thought the second one was just stupid. I'm gonna go Sandlot too. You ever seen the second? I don't think it's I have. Awful! It is brutal. Did they make like three of them. They like, might the, the, have. the second one, the third one was like it, straight to your home. Yeah, it was a straight to DVD straight or to straight DVD. to v- VCR. Yeah. Um, but the second it's either the second or third Sandlot. Um, got, got a comment from Sean Shriver here. There's nothing better than seeing someone like Madison Bumgarner hit a big home run. And he also says Breaking Away is a great, all capitals, movie about Little 500 at IU. Highly, oh. Highest recommendation. Interesting. Hmm. All right. The rare times a pitcher gets a chance to hit a big home run. Like Jake Arrieta hit a three-run homer in the playoffs against Madison. Kerry Wood hit a home run. Kerry Wood hit a huge homer in Game Seven against the Marlins that they ultimately lost. Yeah, after that home run, I um, thought the Cubs had in bag. Yeah, the place was <laughs> rocking. Um, Travis Wood hit a huge homer against the Giants uh, in that same NLDS. Um, it's fun when it happens. Carlos Zambrano was a great hitting pitcher. Um, Mike Hampton. Yeah, he's a really good hitting pitcher. It helps that he uh, sure. <laughs> hit in Coors Field. Uh, <laughs> I always got to throw that out uh-huh. there. Uh, but he, he was really good away from Coors Field, yeah, too. Yeah, with the Braves and the Mets. Um, but we need some change. It, it'll, I, I, it'll I'm agreeing with him. Speed up the game. Uh, the American League in interleague play has dominated for years. Um, they score, like, almost a full run more per game than the National League does. just think it's time. Yep. I do, too. Anything else to hit on those topics? Those were really good questions. Yes. Help us fill some time. So we really appreciate it. And send us more. If anybody else has questions, just please send them to our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, text Josh or I, pretty much any way you can get a hold of us. Just mm-hmm. let us know. So, Well, like we mentioned at the beginning, the last dance is over. Episodes 9 and 10 yes. came to a close last night. What was your takeaways from episode 9 and 10 and the documentary as a whole? 
I learned uh, never to order a pizza late at night in Utah. I still don't believe that. Um, you 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 think he was like hungover? Is, is that what you believe? I, I think mean, there's he so many had conspiracy. a little too much sauce or a bad <laughs> cigar or two. And that would, I mean, he that or he was poisoned. I've heard, I've heard he was poisoned. Um, which I it, it it was almost like they they were implying that last. Yeah, exactly. Night. Why uh, five guys come to deliver the pizza? For one. Why would they tell him it was for Michael I can't Jordan? think they were that dumb enough to do that. Right. They just kind of, maybe those pizza places kind of figured that out somehow. But What should have happened is they should have sent it down to like the lobby, the lobby yeah. and then they went down yeah. and picked it up. Yeah, um, the whole thing just didn't make sense or to me. send it to another hotel, go to that hotel just to exactly. cover, cover so, your tracks. So we can't call it the flu game. Um, we got to call it the food poisoning game now. The bad pizza day or I the mean, bad pizza game. I mean, come um, on. Still, it doesn't really take away from Nobody else got a slice of pizza? He ate it all by himself? He ate it all by Now, I've done that many times. Well, yeah, uh, so have I, but <laughs> like a frozen pizza. But, I mean, if I have other people around me, I'm going to offer them a slice of pizza. I'm sure they offered, but the one trainer guy said he had a bad feeling about it. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know how you have a bad feeling about it. <laughs> the whole thing just seemed weird to me. I'm like, I'm like, I think he had too much sauce. I mean, this we're talking about a guy who's out the night before a game, drinking till 3 a.m., gambling. Yes. I don't know. I had a very similar experience to Michael Jordan. I told you I told you last night. So fourth grade, Tanner and I are on the same basketball team. The Grizzlies. Team, the Grizzlies. Um, I don't remember if we won many games. I'm sure we, we only did. lost three games. We only lost three games because of me. I was sixth man in fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a Saturday morning. We had a game. But I told my mom and dad I wasn't feeling good. And my dad goes into this spiel about, you're just nervous, Michael Jordan. I mean, I mean, this would have been, what, 2001, 2002-ish? Uh, yeah, 2000, yeah, 2002 so probably. It, it would have just been like four years or so after this whole yeah. Michael Jordan flu game. <laughs> my dad said, Michael Jordan played in the NBA Finals with a 102-degree temperature, had to get an IV put in at halftime. You're going to your game. You're just nervous. So we're uh, walking to the car. Get into the garage, projectile vomit everywhere, all, all over the garage. Gets on the car. Um, my dad did not make me did not make me go to the game uh, that day. But if I would have, I would have put up thirty eight like Jordan did. I sure hope we won that game. If not, it's all your fault. You probably, you know, it was probably addition by subtraction. I could honestly, I'm not going to do it because our viewers and listeners probably don't care. But I could name about everybody that was on our roster because we only had eight or nine players. I can name three of us. Yeah. But I'm not, I won't show <laughs> off. So, anyways, back to the last dance. Um, I enjoyed episode nine a lot, particularly as a Pacer fan. Um, it was cool to see that series, even though the Pacers lost in kind of gut-riching fashion. Um, I always like seeing highlights of games in Market Square Arena because I never got to go there. Right. And it seemed when, like just a raucous place. When did it? 99-2000 uh, was the, the the year the Pacers lost to the Lakers in the finals was the first year of then Casico, which is now okay. Banker's Life. Um, For some reason, I thought it closed down and they built Casico a long time before 2000. I thought it was like mid-90s or and something. Then, and then they blew Market Square up pretty quick. after. Where was it? Up. Was it right downtown? Yeah, it wasn't too far away from where Casico yeah. is, I believe. I think okay. it's I don't want to. I could be mistaken here, but I think it's just a parking garage now, or built, been built up to be a parking garage now. I have no idea. I could be way wrong about that, but, but uh, yes, a hey, somebody uh, Marshall Lee says go. Dol- Marshall uh, Lee Hill says go Dolphins. Yes, sir. Um, Ten and six this year. Oh Take it to the bank. All right, put that in writing on uh, May eighteenth. Uh, but um, 
it was interesting to showing that woman yelling in the crowd. That's that's a very good representative for our they state. They found who she was in Dr. Chatter on, on today. Seriously. On radio, and she doesn't regret anything. Huh. Says that's how she was during games there. She said that somebody came up to her before the game in her section and said they were recording a documentary on Jordan and the Bulls and um, could they get them to sign a release. So they signed huh. a release. She never thought it was. Yeah, 20 years later. She said she doesn't regret, it, regret it, anything. She huh. said she would try to get in the opponent's head so much where uh, she knew some of the guys – like on a first name basis, huh. like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> she yelled something at Dennis Rodman one time. He turned around and said, that ring on your finger is fake. Ooh, that's a good comeback. Yeah, so she's like, okay, Dennis. So, <laughs> so I, I didn't get a chance to listen to it, but it is on Dockage's Twitter. Um, I forget what her name is. They had an article back about her in the Indy Star today. So I knew they'd find out who it was uh-huh. if she was living. I knew they'd right. find out who it was. So, But uh, really good. They also recapped both series against the Jazz. And I thought it was interesting to learn about Steve Kerr's background. Yeah, I, I knew a little bit about his background. For some reason, I thought his dad was like ambassador to the U.S. or in, um, or ambassador to, I don't know. He, I thought he was an ambassador, but he wasn't. Uh, he was a... Uh, college president over there yeah i i had no idea and i any of that i knew he'd been murdered uh so him and jordan kind of have that had that in common it sounded like they never talked about um, it um which i mean that'd be very difficult to talk about so i don't blame him but. real quick speaking of uh, market square here's a non-sports fact is also sean shriver he's just full of knowledge um <laughs> elvis presley's last concert was at market square arena in 1977 that is a very interesting fact. I would have never guessed. No. So. He knows a lot more than us. Oh, yeah. A lot more. So I don't even try to hide the fact. <laughs> uh, but I thought episode, I enjoyed episode nine more than I did episode 10, but uh, episode 10 was good, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was mainly just about the 98 jazz series. Um, I was hoping um, John Stockton was going to get a little yeah, more I, edgy. Because they said that he was hard to get on. They um, just recorded his part like three or four weeks ago. And I, I can't imagine they kept the edgy parts no, out. No. Because um, that's what people I, I was a little disappointed by that. But I was very impressed that Carl Malone went into their bus after yes. they had won the finals yep. and congratulated Jordan Good and guy. the team. Um, seems, seems like a classy guy. Now, he wasn't interviewed at all, was he? I don't remember him. I don't think he was. Um, at all. So He's a guy yeah. that's really stayed away from any spotlight after his career was over. Yeah, him and Stockton both. Yeah, they haven't done many uh, interviews or anything. Stockton looks the exact same. Too. Yeah, um, those are those are good jazz teams. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I they, mean, sh- I mean, Jordan ruined a lot of teams, a lot. The Knicks. Sure. Well, that that what they show him and Scotty knocked out seven teams that had won sixty or more games. That's insane in the playoffs. Seven. You won't see that when they popped that up. I'm like, I'm like three. Seven. <laughs> okay, seven. You won't see that in today's NBA. No. Either. No, it's. Uh, I mean, it, you know, and I guess my question to you is: if if the Bulls team would have came back for the um, would that have been ninety eight ninety nine season, mm-hmm. would they have won seven in a row? Or seventh, um, in a, or seventh overall, if, fourth in a row. If the whole nucleus, including Phil, came back, I think they would have done it again. I really think they would have. Uh, I don't know. Jerry Krause. They were getting pushed. Was such a in, towards the end of that. Yeah, right. and I mean they were getting older too. Sure. I mean Jordan was thirty six or whatever, thirty five. Um, Scotty was in his thirties. Rodman was old. Um, he was probably thirty seven then. Um, 
But still, they were winning 60 games, and sure, they were getting pushed, but they still found ways to win. Um, but Jerry Krause wanted to tear it down and start over, and they've been rebuilding ever since, uh, 98. So, And Krause even said, or in, in his book said, even if Jordan came back, he was messing around with a cigar clip and cut it, almost cut his finger off, wouldn't he even able to play in 98-99. Yep. Yep. Um, Scotty got traded, Dennis released. Yep, Scott uh, Jordan said last night Scotty would have been the tough one to get back because he just yeah, didn't have a great over. relationship mm-hmm. with uh, ownership or with uh, GM and ownership at that time. Although he gave Jerry Krause credit as being the greatest GM ever last night. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, just really well done mm-hmm. documentary. Probably the best sports documentary I've ever watched. I would say easily. Um, there have been. Have Have you ever watched Hoop Dreams? Mm-mm. It's it, it's like a three hour documentary. I watched it on Netflix. Uh, that's way up there as well. It follows these two kids. They're like fourteen, fifteen years old, entering high school. Follows them all throughout their high school career, and then into if they go to college. So uh, that's a really good one. But I would say this uh, Bulls documentary. Of course, it was Jordan centric, as you knew it would be. Um, is the greatest sports documentary series I've ever watched. Of course, you're going to have people out criticizing it I, which i i don't understand i mean i saw i think it was I think those are just bulls haters well I, Jordan haters. It, it was a prominent news outlet said uh the documentary was great but it still wasn't without its flaws and well, like wrote a whole sure, arg- argument or a whole story on the flaws i mean the only thing i, I saw why. people complain of was their bouncing back and forth but which that didn't confuse me at all i know no. it confused some people but uh I thought it was pretty easy to follow. Yeah, I thought it was well done. I mean, I um, I learned a lot. And, I mean, the reality is they pushed this out two months before yeah, it was supposed to. Start so mid-June, right? Yeah, June 19th, I think it was supposed to come out. So the fact that they were even able to finish it and um, put together this kind of a product is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, they probably didn't need – I mean, they sure. probably could have started earlier sure. if they wanted to anyways. But uh, Got to make it perfect. But though. it gave them time to get Stockton's part done. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wouldn't have been in there. Yeah, I thought even Reggie was going to be a little more edgy than he was because he's been on record saying he he doesn't really like Jordan. But yeah, they, I mean, it seemed like they had a good relationship. Yeah. The the uh, scene with Jordan and Bird after yeah. uh, Game Seven was pretty funny. Bird's uh, reaction after yeah. Reggie hit the shot, just yeah. his face this, didn't change at all. And if Jordan hits that shot, almost banks it in. I'm telling you, people would not remember the Craig Elo one. That yeah. that would be the one. Poor they Craig Elo, man. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he's just crapped on guy, the whole time. Harper wanted to guard him anyways, and <laughs> man. But uh, yeah, really well done. Uh, it's interesting if they would, if that team would have came back for the ninety eight nine nine season with the with the strike and everything, right? Because um, that I saw the Spurs the Spurs beat the Knicks and the Knicks unfortunately beat the Pacers four games of two in the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, thanks to the uh, Larry Johnson four point play, which is still one of the most ridiculous calls in NBA history. Um, Go look it up if you haven't seen it. But the Spurs swept the Blazers to get to the finals. And then after that, it was the Lakers dynasty for a while. So you had the Spurs one year and a shortened season in between these two dynasties. Steve Kerr won four straight NBA yep. uh, titles because yep. he went to the yep. Spurs. And, That's uh, right. So Yep. It was the most watched documentary ever on ESPN. That's the network not says. shocking at all. If you had to pick a 10-part documentary series to be on a sports mm-hmm. figure, sports team, who would you like to see featured? Um, we asked this last night. Uh, we have a group of friends, six of us, and we share all kinds of stuff. But uh, somebody shared that, and I think the consensus was like Tiger Woods. Yep. 
Oh, that'd be an interesting one. If I, I only want it though if he's going to be brutally honest. Like, sure. What happened in the 09 incident? Yes. If, There's so many theories and rumors. If it's going to be watered down, like, I don't. He, yeah, if he absolutely opened up, which I don't think we'll ever interest. get that unfortunately. No. But um, man, that'd be fascinating. A Kobe Shack one would be, be good. good. I don't know how they could fill out ten episodes of that. A Barry Bonds one would be good. Yep. Um, and some of these guys, it would be hard to get for them to sure. uh, contribute. I don't know if Bonds would contribute or not. I mean, he kind of wants a story told. It yeah. sounds like so. Yeah. Which it's I not thought the Michael Phelps story. might be interesting, but I don't know if that's enough episode. for a ten episode um, one. Maybe, maybe kind of like a Lance Armstrong deal. You get to, um, I mean, twenty years from now, there might be one of the Patriots dynasty that I will not watch. <laughs> they got plenty of film on the other teams in the league, so. That's good. Yeah, that's a good point. Patriots do. I don't know yeah. if anybody has behind scenes films of the Patriots, but they got <laughs> definitely have behind scenes film on, film on everybody else. Cheaters. Uh, but no, that yeah, that's. I think even if this pandemic wasn't going on, normal sports were on, and they aired the Last Dance, um, starting June nineteenth or whenever. I still think it would have been the most watched documentary. I agree. Yeah, it was just very hyped had. up. It had mm-hmm. been, it had been advertising it. it and marketing it for a while. Um, I also like the cheap uh, WCW NWO plug with Rodman. That was cool. They didn't mention Malone though, and Malone was part of that. But of course, this was a Bulls documentary. So. But they did show them kind of getting into it on the court one time. Uh, yes, but uh, <laughs> freaking Rodman, man. Oh, he, he was just, something else. <laughs> the worm. He was, he was un- unbelievable. <laughs> if, if, you have a, if you ever want to see him wrestle, just go on YouTube. He wrestled. I think Malone only did it one, once. It was a two-on-two match. But but uh, Rodman what? did many. So Was he, he better than Rob Gronkowski? Yeah, because he's actually wrestled a match. Gronk hasn't. Oh. He just did spots here and there. Was supposed to, but then he went back to the Buccaneers. So maybe he will in the future. But uh, yeah, he's better than Shaq. Uh, better than Kevin Green. He did a wrestling match one time. Lawrence Taylor did a wrestling match one time. Kevin Green was that blonde guy with real long yeah, for hair the, for, for the Steelers, Steelers and the Panthers. And Panthers. Um, yeah, he was probably the best athlete. Mike Tyson had a spot one time. Um, Tyson would be a good. Ten episode, yeah, docu series. Yeah, it would be. Pete Rose. I just, I just don't like the rats. <laughs> It'd be an interesting one, though. It would be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of good ones. But uh, now, what are we going to talk about going forward next week? With we need your you know, help, Tan and Jay. Please, please. <laughs> uh, you got a list, though. An interesting list. Sticking with the NBA topic, I want you to tell um, everybody about that. A few weeks ago, we did. Uh, we got the uh, idea from Sean Schreiber. Yep. He said to name the top ten professional football players from Indiana colleges, mm-hmm. um, Major League Baseball players from college or high school, and then top ten professional basketball players from Indiana colleges. So I did the uh, professional basketball players from Indiana colleges. Um, I hope I didn't miss anyone. I tried my best. I'll to, let uh, you know. Figure out. Maybe. But number one, Larry Legend. Larry Bird. Yeah. Indiana State. Pretty dang good. Yep. Uh, number two, I had Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Out of Indiana. Can't argue those. Number three, Adrian Dantley. Notre Dame. He averaged like 24 points a game in his career. I man. didn't know what he did in the NBA, to be honest. Number four, George McGinnis. IU. Nice Big boy. Number five, Walt Bellamy. IU. Is Dantley in the Hall of Fame? I believe he is. I, don't, I know McGinnis uh, that's, is. That's, I think, why I had him three. Okay. Uh, number six, Big Dog. Yeah, yeah, start off career good and then kind of. Number seven, Joe Barry Carroll, yeah. Purdue. Number one overall pick. Number eight, Kelly Trapuca, Tra- Chapaca, 
something like that out of Notre Dame. He had a Trapuca. Gra- Trapuca. He he had a great uh, career in the NBA, but I think he had some injury issues. His and... dad was the Broncos' first quarterback in the franchise history, Frank. Frank Trapuca. Big man, he had to get the Trapuca's blessing to wear eighteen when he went to Denver. Yeah. Number nine, Victor Oladipo, Indiana. Number ten, Jerry Sloan, Evansville. So you're putting Victor over Zach Rand. Oh, Randolph went Randolph to went high to school. State. High school. <laughs> Conley, Odin, all those guys went to high yeah. school. Didn't go to college in Indiana. Honorable mention, Bonzi Wells, Ball State. He is one of just three NBA players ever out of Ball State. Then I had to throw in Bill Lambeer in that as well because he went to Notre Dame. How about Gordon Hayward? Um, I completely forgot about Butler. I completely forgot to look up Gordon Butler. Gordon Hayward's the best one. But. Um. I'd say is he better than Dippo though? I think he's right there. Probably just behind him, he's, but until he snapped his ankle. He's probably ahead of Jerry Sloan. Yeah. Um I complete good. I completely forgot about George Hill is also another one I yeah. thought of. Um, APUI. Um man, Eric Gordon also. He probably should have been ahead of Jerry Sloan. I just threw in Jerry Sloan just because I didn't realize he went to Evansville until I looked it up. How about Alan Henderson? Uh was he pretty good? Didn't, I thought Alan Henry, he averaged 7.8 okay, points a I, game. All right. uh, who was I looking up? Gordon, Gordon Hayward. Hayward. Pretty good until Jer- Jerry Sloan averaged 14 points a game. Yeah, I would put Hayward over. Jer- My apologies, Butler Bulldogs. They've only had one, two, three, who four, other five, ones? six Mack. NBA players average. Just six. Mack and who else? Um, Keelan Martin played 31 oh. games this year. Bob Evans played 1950. Ralph O'Brien. Played a year or two. Billy Shepard played two or three years. So, uh, yeah, give me Hayward over Jerry Sloan. Brad Miller didn't have a bad career. No, but it wasn't better than Jerry Sloan's. Okay. We'll see, actually. I'm going to look it up right now. He is two-time All-Star. I, has, has all Depot been two-time All-Star? You know, I think he has. Okay. Um, I mean, I mainly just threw just, Sloan on there just because he's a Hall of Fame. I'm curious. Brad, 11.2 points a game, 7.1 rebounds. Uh, what about Billy Keller? Uh, huh? Who? Bill, Billy Keller? Billy Keller. Billy's his first name. Two-time All-Star, Victor. He's averaged 17 points a game in his career. Billy Keller? I think Billy's his first name. I hope I can. Nope. Just type in Keller for the last name. K-E. K-E-L-L-E-R. Bill Keller. <laughs> he only played six years. He's a point guard. 11.8 points a game. Played in the ABA. Hmm. Yeah, I knew he played for the Pacers. Uh, Rick Mount did not have a good NBA career. He was okay. NBA career. Um, he was kind of comparable to like Bonzi Wells stat wise. Trying to think. Um, John Paxton. John Paxton went to Notre Dame. He wasn't nearly. I'm just throwing guys out I can think of now. Just seven points a game in his career. Yeah. All right. Other than Gordon Hayward, though, I feel like I did all right. Yeah, let's see. Do you have any comments? No. Doesn't look like it. Got Jared Jeffries didn't have that great of pro uh, career. Um, AJ Guyton didn't have a good pro career. In the end, a few had a few other guys average over ten points a game in their NBA career. A pretty good list. Yeah, I did. I didn't do research on that. Much so obliged. Research uh, got about nine minutes. So one thing I know you are very sick of this. But the one thing I wanted to hit on was uh, there was some Purdue news last week. Uh, Nogel Eastern, senior senior to be guard, decided last week he was going to enter the transfer portal on Monday. Then on Wednesday, he announced he was going to Michigan. 
so far, almost a week later, Michigan hasn't acknowledged anything, and now rumor has it he might not be going to Michigan. It's a cluster. No, Shell Eastern is not a very good basketball player. Good defender, can't do anything on offense. Um, a decent rebound. Can't though. shoot. Nope. Uh, not that great of a passer. Nope. Or a ball handler. He's a good guy to have when you have a Carson Edwards go off sure. for 40, and then you have Ryan Klein also who can score. Um, but, I mean, I've told you last year when Purdue was going through scoring struggles, mm-hmm. which they did a lot last mm-hmm. year, um, they had to play him 20 minutes a game, and it just didn't go very well. Had to well. play him for defense and rebounding. Yeah. And, but uh, I just don't. The whole thing just doesn't make sense to me because if he was that unhappy at Purdue, why don't you announce transfer back in March or April? You wait till mid-May, and then you do it to an in-conference school two days later after you announce you're transferring. He got some bad advice. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless maybe Matt was kind of pushing him out. Who knows? Could be. Matt had a very honest interview with Dan Dockage. I, really, I recommend listening to that. It was about 32 minutes long, and he talked about for 30 minutes of it. Dockage only talked for two, which is amazing within itself. Dockage doesn't shut up. But, um, but yeah, and, and Matt was defended by coaches like um, Tom Hizzo, went on the Dockage show and defended him. Frank Martin um, of South Carolina. So some guys that might be a little surprising, but they agreed with pretty much everything Matt said for the most part. Um that was about as honest as I mean, Matt Painter's usually a straight shooter anyways, but he's very, very honest. I actually heard he was on another pod, a podcast today. I haven't listened to it yet um, on a smaller scale, and he pretty much didn't regret anything he said. So so we'll see. He probably knew, too, ahead of time where Nogel was supposedly going. But uh, but we'll see where the, where this whole mess winds up, how it winds up. So. I'm so bored with it. Well, I was bored like Thursday, and it came out Thursday. As a Purdue fan, at least it's a topic I can get interested in when there's nothing going on. So, because it's, I don't know, Purdue seems to have something different, whether it's a football player transferring or getting a football recruit or something seems to happen almost every day anymore. So, Are you ready to hear some birdie bogey? You got a couple minutes to think about it. Sure. Let's see. Five... Mm-hmm. Running backs mm-hmm. have crossed the 2,150 total yard threshold in a season multiple times. Can you name four of those five? 2,500 yards. 2,150. 2,150. Um, four of these guys are Hall of Famers. One guy is not. Okay. Marshall Falk? He is one. He did it three times. Okay. So Hall of Fame backs. Hall of Fame backs. Hall of Fame backs. I want to guess the one that's not, but I'm afraid he's wrong. I'm wrong with that one. Hall of Fame backs. Hall of Fame backs. Why can't I think of Hall of Fame running backs? This is bugging me. Emmett Smith? No. Crud. He's all-time rushing leader. That's why I went with him. Then the question was, will Christian McCaffrey eventually add his name to the list? No, yeah, I think, I think got he will. Pretty good. Adrian Pearson? No. Jeez, this is awesome. I, I think can't. a lot of these guys caught the ball, too. I'm, more try, than those yeah, guys. I'm trying to think. I literally can't. Because when I think of good pass-catching running backs, they weren't really great running backs. But how about... 
Ladainian Thompson. Ladainian Thompson did it three times, as well as Marshall. He's now I'm really Masha, Masha, Masha. Now I'm really. Uh... One guy retired early. Well, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders did it duh, twice. Duh, duh. Hedron James wasn't. Okay. This guy was a Colt as well as Marshall Falk. Eric Dickerson. Eric Dickerson Jeez. did it twice. Now there's one guy that has not made the Hall of Fame and will not make the Hall of Fame, mm. but was really good in like a three or four year stretch in our lifetimes. Three or four year stretch? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Jamal Lewis, was it? No. It's a good guess. Same time frame. Eddie George? No. Team give it away? Yes. Ricky Williams? No. <laughs> Played for one of your division rivals. Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. Mm. Did it twice. So Larry Johnson was good, too, for the Chiefs. Yes, but I, f- I figured years. Priest or the Chiefs would give it good away. Good question, J-Man. I, man, um, I should have I done better on that. I'm a little mad at myself. Bogey. Yeah, deservingly <laughs> so. I did bad. Mm. Man, I should have done better. But that was a good question. That was a pretty good one. Yep. I couldn't find a good uh, last dance question, though. I could have saved that one in the back. And, and they, I've, I've had this one in the holster for about shared, a month they now. Share so much during a doc, they shared so much during that documentary. It's almost hard. To, I mean, they did a trivia segment every... Uh, we'll have to see. You might get a cycling question next Monday. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Tour de France. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know, too. So I know more about horse racing than I do cycling. <laughs> you know more about horse racing than i do cycling so uh, <laughs> wrap us up you. there j man thanks for watching the tan and j man show we'd like to thank our sponsors the damn landing as well as noble gnome llc indiana farm bureau insurance agent and the on this day segment which is the Performa print house we'd also like to thank thank big e eric lee for providing <laughs> some uh, spelled with an a <laughs> yeah that's the inside joke some uh very good questions, some thought-provoking questions, so uh, keep them coming. And we got a few things that we could have talked about that we're going to save for another time. So. Yes. Uh, in the future, I do. We we have some what-ifs mm-hmm. for our teams. Mm-hmm. You guys probably won't care probably much not. about them. But uh, we have some what-ifs. I have them for the Dolphins, Cubs, and Illinois basketball. We got pretty f- basketball, football, and the Broncos. And I also came up with a list of my top 20 hated Major League Baseball players. And maybe we Least need favorite. to do a, a trivia again sometime. So. Yeah, so give us some ideas for trivia. Because, yeah, I mean, you could throw out some. I would be awful, but you could do like Avalanche or Yankee trivia for me. Well, I'd be terrible, but. I might do Yankee trivia. I'll try. Um, avalanche trivia, I don't even know. I wouldn't Google. even know the verbiage. Like, Just Google seriously, copy paste. I don't know what any of that stuff yeah. means. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, you gotta find some trivia for me. I don't know what it'd be. Oh, yeah. Covered Bowling, PBA. Oh, I can do PBA. <laughs> but thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, more, most importantly, uh, everybody, stay sane, stay healthy, stay safe. We'll see you next Monday night for episode 184 of the Tan and J Man Show. Have a great week, everybody.